Welcome to the goat work. Two men. Two weeks. And 200 kilometers across Corsica. Join me, Anthony David Adams. And me, Bowen Dwelly. Lifelong friends and adventure partners. As we set off on Europe's most difficult and most interesting long distance trekking route. The legendary GR20. With the goal of answering one burning question. Do we possess the perfect fitness that the GR20 is considered to require? Each episode covers one day of our journey through the incomparable mountain landscape of Corsica. With technical details, insights from the trail, surprise guests, emotional oversharing, and bread, more bread, and nothing but bread for breakfast, pretty much every day. We did the clown work. We've done the bus work. And now we're inviting you along for the goat work. Real. Be careful when you sit down anywhere around here because you never know what sort of spiky stuff we just <laughs> roll in here. Thorns? You were just, <clears throat> well, a few more little raindrops here. Um, okay, so it's episode el 11. Really? Yeah. Okay, this is Episode 11, from day 11. 11. It's the morning of day 12. Yeah, we'll get into why. And we, we um, just completed basically the old GR20 route. Stage 13. Stage 13, which eliminated the new 13 and 14. We took an alternate old route. Yeah, well, it's the, yeah, it's the old route. So it's really the original route. It's... 15 stages and now they've made it 16 whatever there are different ways to do it is what you learn you know when you're <clears throat> when you're here and um we so we just have two stages left right now we're it's the morning we're going to Bavella, and then the following day we'll go to the end and last night we stayed at um <clears throat> Asinau, refugio de Asinau, which was really cool also um well situated, um, great menu, <laughs> great dinner, fun talking to the chef. He's a Corsican guy from the next valley over. I was talking to him quite a bit. And um, yesterday, yeah, we walked like, I don't quite have the data yet, but it's like 10 miles, you know. Um, yeah, 10 miles or so. And uh, the usual, you know, thousand meters up, thousand meters down. Very rocky. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. Uh, um, well, you were just saying, yeah. That, so the the um, the sleeping, the well, sleep the reason, process. Yeah, the reason that we're doing these in the morning is because I have this new <laughs> technique, which is immediately after dinner. Which is like 6 p.m. <laughs> just going to bed. <laughs> and like strapping my legs like into the roof of the tent somehow to just drain them out. And um, uh -huh. yeah, it's like, it's like, it's, I think it's the predecessor to like when you see those healing pods, like in an alien spaceship bay, they put someone in there and things happen. And you're always, yeah, upside down. Just like, like a gravity, down. gravity boots or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. there's some process that my body is going through every night that's regenerating and allowing me to be able to get up and do things in the morning. But 
yeah, it's somewhat painful. I wake up, my feet are throbbing. I have to like elevate them. And I, I can hear the process. <laughs> I just I want to move some out of the fucking line of fire of this like. Yeah, this wind. Well, those oh. those pods of the caterpillar pods. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> because yeah, like last night, you know, I I get up in the middle of the night to go pee, and I can just I can hear from Anthony's tent the sounds, <laughs> like. Like the defragging of my nervous <laughs> system. <laughs> right, right. It's like you have to go through the whole hard drive and, you know. <laughs> <That's> a lot <laughs> of things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, 12 hours of sleep. The last couple nights has been required of me. Required. Yeah, that's, well, sleep is, you know, healing time. It's like your yeah. body regenerates. It's good. I'm glad. You know, stay hydrated. Try to get the sleep in because it really has been very just long days and with again we mentioned these boots i have or these hiking shoes i have sneakers the, the pain <laughs> is a lot to deal with yeah so. yeah i see that but i'm waking up ready to go every day you know so yeah dude you're really putting it in i mean we both are but um other notable things from yesterday i think yesterday well yesterday we oh yeah discovered <laughs> technical <laughs> there's a <laughs> There was this man who gave us a, a warning of sorts in the morning. Well, the thing is now we're near the southern end of the whole route. And, and so there are people who go, most people go north to south. That's the traditional way. Then some people go south to north. And, you know, because you do, I guess, some people go the other way. And perhaps early in the season, you know, you might think to go south to north to kind of like leave more time for the snow to melt in the north that right. what, or for whatever reason. And so now we're meeting people, we're almost done, and they're just starting. Right. Right. And so we met those two other guys, the two Belgians, earlier yesterday. Yep. Who were all, like, clean and well-groomed and, like... Gucci belt things. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> you know, Gucci belt they're all belts. smiling and, like, yeah, we're fucking stoked, you know. And we're, like, <laughs> struggling up this thousand-meter climb. Third-degree sunburn. <laughs> you know, felt, like, dirty, you know, yeah. and, like... With, and like, jock itch cream on my sunburn because <laughs> I have no other cream to put on it. <laughs> Antifungal jock cream. So you can really see the contrast, you know, between mm -hmm. the... And, yeah, then this dude we were talking to in the, at the youth hostel yesterday. Yeah. And he's like, you need to be very careful. He's like, oh, very careful. There's this very difficult, challenging technical, technical section. Technical. It's like you can't avoid it. Technical. Very technical. Is the word that he used technical and so There's some climbing it was like he's it, it's exposed it was, yeah it's like you really you know this is this more is than i signed up for he's coming of. from the south yes right he had just started that's right and may god have mercy on his soul <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> the rest of this the thing is right so we're like oh technical all right <laughs> So we set off, and there's a, some trail along the ridge, and there's like... Of course, like, I'm like nervous. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Another difficult thing. Right. And we, we go through this ridge section, and it's like, there's like a few steps where you step on the rock, and... Right. It, whatever. It's, it's not technical at all. Right. You know, compared to what we've been through and up north. And you're like, so I guess this was the technical section, or like... <laughs> I guess so. We like, kept wondering when, when the technical it was gonna get section difficult. would happen, yeah. and it just didn't. And so this poor guy is in for a real surprise. He's in for it. Later yeah. on in this. 
experience. Well, pretty much every day in this experience. <laughs> exactly. The final few days. It just basically gets more and more technical. And so, Anthony, you were saying you're glad that we went north to south like the traditional way. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't think I knew any better. So being kind of tired and exhausted and then facing these big-ass things would be a lot. I mean, I'm sure it could be interesting, too, either way. But I'm grateful for the way that it played out. Yeah. Because um, some of those initial sections were really intense. Although I think we are going to have... Tomorrow is a pretty, like, steep... Today well... It's a pretty steep climb. No, no. Today we go... Today we go through what are called the Aguilde du Bavella, the Needles of Bavella. Yes. And there'll be some some scrambling. Very technical. Technical. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I mean, whatever. Right. Um, but not but tomorrow. Now, tomorrow it's just downhill from the from oh. Bavella to Conca. It's it's a long kind oh, of. Oh, is that right? It's yeah. just a downhill hike. Yeah, it's downhill. Oh, weird. I, okay, I guess I didn't realize. I, I expect it'll be final. kind of like this, like kind of stones, you know. Nice. I love that. Yeah. It's. Just I don't, like twenty k of that. Something like that. Yeah. Just a big downhill twenty k boulder run. Well, hopefully at some point there's some decent trail, but it's. <laughs> That's not what the guidebook says. Yeah. I think there's a, you know, a lot of people skip it, you know, but. We're not going to skip it, though. No, no, we're going to. We're going to do the whole thing. Yeah. But tonight, tonight we, or today, we just go over these, this beautiful massif of, of Col Bavella, the famous Bavella Pass, and these very steep needles of rock, this very particular formation. We go through there, and then we arrive at the village of Bavella, and we stay at the Albers de Col de Bavella. And right. um, <clears throat> which which someone on the handy GR20 Facebook group clued me into, hmm. and um, so thank you for that. And yeah, so technical. We had a lot of arugula yesterday. Oh yeah, we did some foraging. We well, added that to the list of things we can identify that are edible. Well, yeah, Mount, mountain yeah. chives. Right. Thyme. A lot of time. Different types of time too. It seems like yeah. There's like lemony time. There's a lemon spicy one. Time. Yeah. And then you found some little arugula. Yeah, wild and arugula. Once we spotted it, it was kind of everywhere. Well, it's yeah, certain and it's spots. a certain altitude and yeah. exposure. And it's tiny usually. Very tiny, but then we did find we enough to actually eat a some. Salad, yeah. <clears throat> and it was Spicy. delicious. Yeah, I mean yesterday, we. Yesterday or the day before, whichever day, I guess it was the day before when we were just before we met uh, Gulwin de Le Goff. Right. We that's when I first like smelled the maquis again and and I stuck my head into a thyme bush and that's how I like saw the arugula and Mm. and and so it's really like. Those last two days, and today or this morning up at the refuge there, there's a little bit of this time. And I mean, we're in the Maquis for sure here. It's it's all around us. Maquis are these like herbs. Maquis is, well, it's the term, the Corsican term that refers to all of this low scrubby vegetation around us that is a combination of various you know, flowers, bushes, herbs, right. low evergreen stuff. <clears throat> it's the maquis. 
How it's do you spell the, it? M-A-Q-U-I-S. Like marquee, but without the R. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the at like the 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 archetype of Corsican flora, let's say. Nice. <laughs> yes. So yeah, the arugula that was that's been a highlight. So arugula, dan- we I haven't really I had a couple dandelion leaves. You could have dandelion leaves. You could have <laughs> mountain chives, and you could have thyme. Those are the four things we found that are edible so far. I think. Yeah, we've been looking uh, for... And these pine tips, too. You can eat, like... Oh! <laughs> Careful. These little, these little pollen things. Are they pollinated yet? Not quite. A little bit. Well... They're really nice. Okay. <laughs> I'll come back to the podcast. Pine tips. Oh, yeah, look. These are very good for your testosterone, actually. Okay. Like, Anthony's like, harvesting some pine tips. Pine pollen tips. Yeah. Then you get this little dust. Dust. Eat that. Huh. It's good for you. All right. We'll do some of that later, but anyway. <clears throat> yeah, some pine tips you could eat. But maybe in that GR20 group, that'd be a good question to pose. Is like, oh, like yeah, edible plants. Because there really has not been at least anything in English on the internet. Yeah, the research about edible plants. Um, I have been, the one book that I did find about Corsica, um, this book called Granite Island by, um, I think it's Dorothy Carrington, yes. I've been reading that, and um, it's it's really excellent. It's a really well written, and a very in depth history of Corsica, and you know she came and lived here sometime in the fifties or sixties or something like that, um, in the you know twentieth century, <laughs> and um, it's a history of the island. Well, it's a. Not just a history. I mean, it's it's her kind of memoir in a way of of her time. But but it's, it's more about. It's not so much about her. It's more about you know the island and yeah her reading of the history and then her interactions with all the you know with the, with the families that she stayed with. She talks a lot about <clears throat> um, several unique aspects of Corsican culture. The one is the vendetta. Um, which is the, 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 the way that Corsicans, like the, the Corsican culture enforced its own sort of internal code of moral law, hmm. which is if you, if you violate, you know, if you do certain crimes, the penalty is death and it's death by it's all just enforced by families, you know? So it's like, there was no government there. This is just local, local culture. And the, and the thing is, is that it's, you know, the punishment was death. And so, you know, let's say you, for everything, for a lot of things, and even like very basic things like stealing an animal or something or killing Mm. someone's dog, you know, or, or, you know, also rape or murder or other crimes, right? So let's say, I don't know, you like, 
you know, accident, whatever, did some, or I did some crime. Okay. Okay, let's say I did some crime. Well, <clears throat> you know, to something of yours. So you would be obligated to kill me. Have to kill you now. Either you or someone of your family. Like if if the crime was I killed you, <laughs> then someone of your family would have to kill me. A vendetta. Then the thing about the vendetta is because then someone killed me, then someone has to kill someone from that family. Oh, really? Yes, it's, and it, it just goes on it and just, on. It seems like a bug. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> it's bit a of a problem. <laughs> yes. There's like an infinite loop there that's not good. Yeah, well, apparently... There's a lot of killing. These vendetta would go on for years and years, and, they, and it was an incredibly violent place. And it, she talks about how the priests in the churches would have their guns out on the altar, like, <laughs> as they're doing the sermon and stuff. In case somebody came to... Because everyone is, a, is armed, and everyone's ready, to, ready for battle like at Texas. any moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really... And so, I, you know, that word, vendetta, is a word that's From come... here. Yeah, for example... Really interesting. And then, wow, so even if you were justified in killing, you you intentionally kill my sister, for example. Mm-hmm. You murder my sister. And right. then I'm just obligated to kill you. Yes. And then your brother's ob- obligated to kill me. Yeah, potentially. Or, even yes. if I'm just doing it from this oblig- obligatory cultural thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I, I don't know. You should read the book. But, but yes, these book. things would continue. They'd okay. go on and on and on. And... Um, there was something else that... Fascinating. Yeah, it really is. Some other aspect that I was, I was reading about. Um, and when, what time period was this? Um, the 1500s or something? Well, it's, yeah, up until, you know, fairly recently, up until yeah. into the 20th century, um, when, you know, well, there started to be, of course, more formal government, um, more and more over time, but also as, you know, contact with the French and Italian mainland increased, you know, and especially once there was, you know, regular ferry service and air travel and people started to go back and forth and hmm. all this sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> yeah, what was the other? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> There's also a whole history, again, a real core part of the <clears throat> Corsican culture of, um, well, their own, like, spiritual spirituality and she links it all back to the Paleolithic history hmm. of Corsica. Now, whether or not those links are accurate, who I don't know, unclear, but yeah. unclear. But it makes sense, you know. But what's interesting, you know, she talks about the <clears throat> the Mazzeri, um, which are or are were uh, specific individuals who would, like, travel at night, who would go out at night and take souls, essentially, Mm. by way of... They would kill an animal, and, you know, the animal would represent a person... And they would know, the Mazzeri would know, okay, this animal's this person. And this was like, it's, it's, they're in a dream, it's in dream time. Like, whether this actually happens. These are like their shaman in a way? Yeah, it's really hard to say whether this is actually happening or not. They talk about it 
as if it's real and it is real as far as they're concerned um and so if a matseri you know kills an animal with your name on it so to speak mm-hmm. it basically means you're going to die soon mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do about it right um and you know it might be a week it might be a, but they'll t- they can even tell you mm-hmm. they'll say well it's going to be in a week something's going to happen you know <clears throat> huh. yeah and um there all she also talks about this other form of divination with oil and water which is not just corsican you know goes way way back but all these forms of local spirituality and again it's it, it is very interesting how she ties it back to the paleolithic era and to the images of the in the, the dolmen and the menhirs the 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 paleolithic stone sculptures that we haven't seen because we haven't been to those places but what you do see up here in the mountains are the granite formations and i mentioned this to you yesterday you know some of these granite towers that just naturally emerge especially on the ridge tops they they start to look like humans you know they 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 look like human figures or faces and so it's it was easy for me to see how you know living here inhabiting this landscape you would see these forms in the granite and then you'd you know you'd see yourself like in this stone tower and of course you'd want to like construct that like have one near your house you know it's an it just makes sense it's it's an image of man in the landscape and then you're gonna it's a natural thing to start you know kind of making sculpture like that and um so it's it's an excellent book i really recommend it to it's called granite island by dorothy carrington it'll be in the show notes of course it'll be in the show notes yeah well this will all be in the show notes (laughs) um I mean, it will we're, be. It will be. Yeah, it'll, it'll I mean, be. you know. Uh, so it just, I, you know, I'm so glad that I downloaded that book and been reading it all along because it's really added to my experience here in Corsica. What else? This came up yesterday. I'm still on the lookout for, for pickled lizards. <laughs> right? Like I keep seeing these little lizards running around, and it it's, they do look quite tasty. It's even as a vegan, it's quite surprising to me that someone hasn't pickled them, pickled them, or made like sardine esque things. So I if can anybody, picture like a little jar of green little, pickled little lizards. Lizards, pickled lizards, you know, some maybe spice. with some juniper berries. That's right, juniper pickled lizards. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Right. They if look anybody, good. If anybody has a recipe or <laughs> comes across Corsican pickled lizards, um, uh, I, should have, I should have asked the the guy. Just let me know because I'm so curious. There's they're everywhere, and so it just seems yeah. like if you were living here, you would yeah you probably want to eat them. I mean, if you could catch them, you'd want to eat them because they're just hundreds of them. Lots every day. of them. Yeah. Yesterday I did notice around. I saw like they were even more green, like brighter yeah. green. The lizards. They looked really good. Well, I think they probably. Ch- <laughs> <laughs> they probably change color too. I think. I sure. Think they're color changing. Sure, sure. Color There's changing. Some big beetles. Seen around. Well, um, speaking of color change, um, well, we this morning, <clears throat> we um, we had a bit of rain last night during the night, just light rain, and then this morning, like a little more light rain, then some wind came through, 
and just we were inside having breakfast when the sort of heavy it wasn't heavy rain but anyway it was rain yeah kind of blew through that was cool and i was talking to the um the well not the guardian but one of the guys that works here he he's also works as the chef and um i said because i was sitting at the table and i could see out of the corner of my right eye that the light was changing in the window that he Mm. was standing by and and i you know and so i i said to him like oh the rain stopped huh and he said yeah yeah it yeah it stopped and you know it'll be nice after this and we we had already had this conversation about how it was going to be a little bit of rain in the morning and then it would pass and and um, now it's like overcast a little bit of blue sky out there still kind of breezy but a nice day for walking um and uh we've got yeah the maquis is 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 blooming in all these yellow flowers here on the uh the sides of this valley as we just drop down and then we'll climb back up the other side through the uh the needles there and then down to the little village of Bavella. And we'll try not to get tagged by any of these see all over the fucking caterpillar it's deals. Grenades. Caterpillar grenades, exactly, yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> it's all over the place. Jesus Christ. It's still, I mean, actually, those things hit me, like, day four or something, day three, and I'm actually still affected by it. It's it's reduced, you know, or whatever, but it's still affecting me, still bothering me. Well. All right, people, uh. We'll d- episode 10 10 11 I think it's 11 episode 11 day 11 um and that was hang on oh yeah no, we're, we're in there yeah and episode 11 day 11 and section, stage 13 stage 13 yeah original 13 yeah and we're uh we're doing the, yeah 14 the alpine route so to speak technical route you know <laughs> highly technical doing the goat work doing the goat work here we'll see you this evening this evening or tomorrow morning yeah either one all right party on cheers join us tomorrow as we continue along the gr20 one step closer to becoming the goats that we came here to be